Good morning, everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, where we bring in some of the really coolest people that I can even imagine. So super excited today to have on, um, I love the snap, to have on Sabrina Victoria, who is the founder of Human Better 365. I just love that. I love that name. I love everything about it. And of course, that's why I'm having you on, because I love everything that you're doing. It's uh, it's made an impact on me, and um, you're making an impact on many, many lives. So thank you for joining. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, this is gonna be this is gonna be a great show. It's gonna hopefully be eye-opening for some of you. Um, hopefully helpful, and and uh, I don't know. I like eye-opening. I think because so much sometimes when we're in the heat of whatever junk we might be in it's hard to see outside of that right and so what i hope is is that as you already are you know anybody who is watching can maybe hear your story and go oh okay there's a way you know what i mean yeah yeah so um, anyway, as always, we start the show with gratitude. Gratitude can change the world. I truly believe that. And uh, I work on my own gratitude as often as I possibly can. It's always a practice. Um, but usually it's daily. Sometimes I get a little, I, no, I'm pretty much always grateful. I'm always <laughs> thinking about, you know, I get to drive. I have a little fun little car that I love. And um, it's a it's a T-top, so the tops come off. And when the weather's beautiful and my hair is just all over the place and like oh thank you god for <laughs> just this beautiful day but anyway that's not what i'm grateful for it is what i'm grateful for but we'll start with you first what are you grateful for today um and then i'll go so i'm going with something simple yeah so of course all the things right life and being alive and all the goodness um but i'm going with something simple today my fiance and i sat down probably two days ago and we purchased a beach wagon off of Amazon. Girl, this is something I'm so excited about. We literally go to the beach every weekend, sometimes mm. more than once a week. And we're carrying all our crap like tourists. Yeah. We got bags and freaking towels and cooler that we're like carrying together. We're flipping and flopping around, tripping over stuff. And I've been bothering him. We've been, you know, I've been down in Florida for over 10 years now. Him and I have been together for over five years. And we just bought a wagon. Nice. So I'm so excited. I think it's supposed to be here today. So I'm literally so excited to go to the beach this weekend. That's amazing. You're going to start nesting as soon as you have it, right? <laughs> Getting it already. So explain to me a beach wagon. So, um, so you put all your stuff in the wagon. It goes over the sand. So Oh, it's just, oh, amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of, you know, like a, a regular, there's regular wagons that go on the sidewalk, uh -huh. but there's specific big wheeled wagons yeah. that go on the sand. So you can like <laughs> stroll it through the sand so it doesn't sink. Yeah. Um, put all our stuff in so we don't have to be like yeah. carrying it to and from. I had in my mind when you said beach wagon like a Jeep. <laughs> like a, <laughs> so it's like you're gonna be. You're like that was simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually a pull wagon. Simple. That's it was awesome. Like oh, I love it. It's so fun when we do. We go camping a lot, and when you get out there, and like 
damn it, I wish I had whatever. This would make life so much easier. And then coming back and I remember, okay, I'm going to get this because next time camping is going to be that much better. And it's always great. Like light. <laughs> I hate cooking in the dark. I hate cooking in the dark. So I'm much better about bringing a lot of light, good lights. But, yeah, so good for you. That's exciting. Very cool. Um, all right. What am I grateful for? I believe sort of along the lines of the beach in a couple of weeks, a week and a half, heading to Hawaii. And, uh, yeah, super grateful for that. And we were invited by friends who have a home there. And so, you know, it's those, those things, I was going to say those small things, that's not a small thing, but it's those things where people are so generous, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for good friends. I'm grateful for good people, for, for generosity. Um, and I'm just excited for the beach. I am, I live in Colorado, but I am a beach girl. I like the warm weather. I like to be in the sun, I like the water, we're gonna go diving. Um, I'm, I'm fairly new at diving, um, but so all of all of the things, yeah, it's gonna be really good. Yes, yeah. I've never been outside the US, so. Ah, uh, I, I have only just a few times. My husband, though, spent uh, almost a year backpacking around. Wow. Oh, I know, it's like, I wish I'd have done that. I know, I know. All right, let's talk about you. So. When we first met, um, you're, you, you know, kind of are, you're not shy about your story, right? You, I mean, which is great because you have, there's, you can learn so much from your story, from your own lessons. And you essentially just went straight into it and you're like, holy shit, that's a lot to deal with, you know? And so what I, I think where I want to start with, and I typically start with because I think stories help people to hear, help people to see, help people to understand and grasp on, and 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 then you know move into more, you know wherever the conversation takes us. But um, I think in your words, I would love for you to tell as much of your story as you want to tell. Then you know all the things that get you fired up, what brought you to where you are now, how you're building these amazing businesses, and and as in the title. You know, building communities, bringing people together, bringing entrepreneurial women together, so we can do the work together, lift each other up. You know, be lifted and lift, and you know, the things that we're here to do. We're meant to do such big things in life, life, and sometimes it gets really hard. When you have a community, the hard is not seem. It seems a little more manageable, right? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. I was actually just thinking about that earlier today. Of you know, being an entrepreneur, I know you're an entrepreneur too. Sometimes it gets a little if you're not working in an atmosphere where there's a lot of people and you tend to be by yourself a lot. Mm -hmm. There's this part of me every once in a while that was back then missing where you get to like email your friend and be like, Do you wanna go grab lunch? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you are in the messages, you know, like a Slack type thing, which there wasn't Slack back then, but like a Slack type atmosphere of, you know, just going back and forth. Did you see so-and-so? Oh, you know, what about this? Meet in the coffee room. You want to go take a pee break? And just having that camaraderie of community is a lot of times missing in the entrepreneurial world. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I wanted to create within her nation is creating a community where we can consistently just check in 
on each other and what are you doing and how are you doing and what else and and to share and to be a part of something. I think so, mm -hmm. so many of us just want to be a part of something. And that was one thing that I lost early on, you know, when I was uh, 20 years old. I, I had been raised as a Jehovah's Witness for a majority of my life. My parents converted when I was around five. And when I was 20 years old, I got pregnant and I wasn't married. And because I wasn't married, that was a sin. And I was cast out. I, this was called disfellowship. I lost my entire community. I lost my mom and dad, my family. And I, you know, lost my community. I had to do the whole single mom thing all by myself. So can I, can I, do you mind if I jump in just real quick? Because I, you know, you're not, it, I think what I'm trying to, trying to figure out in my head, trying to somehow reason is how anybody who claims to be a religious person, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian, so that's where I come from, but how how you can know goodness and what what good religions are all about and that kind of thing. I'm not saying this well, but how you can how you can kick your child out for mm -hmm. something like that. It fascinates me, not in a good way. It floors me. It breaks my heart because I can't imagine. It's just so hard to imagine that being a, a okay Christian thing. Jehovah's Witness being sort of the outskirts of that, right? Um, but but it, of any religion, when you're here to grow a family and to build a family and then say, oh, you made a mistake, you're out. I'll stop. It just it just hurts my heart. I just don't get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it was, you know, that was one of the, the key components as to why I left the religion later. Mm -hmm. I did wind up getting back in and went through all the hoops and jumped all the things in order to actually get back into the religion in order to reconvene with my parents. Mm. But I did leave and the main reason why was because of my son. My son was growing up, and I just started to have these realizations and this love and this bond with him. And I was like, the probability of my son doing some sin, um, you know, within his lifetime is very high. And am of I every day? <laughs> yeah. And am I going to be able to completely cut him off? And my answer was a resounding no. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in my world, in my thinking, my faith within that religion isn't full. It's not whole. There's a disconnect in it because I'm not seeing it. So why live this facade of, oh, I'm doing all the things and I'm doing all the things, knowing that an instant, once something was going on with my son, I would leave in an instant. Then what's the, why would I even bother mm -hmm. with any of it? So that was a, really a big catalyst for me as to walking away from that religion. Also, just notation. Uh, being a Jehovah's Witness, you know, you know the consequences. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to recognize, like, yes, disfellowshipping, not good, not fun. And I knew having sex before marriage was a sin. One, yeah. definitely getting pregnant without being married. <laughs> so like, I was sad, yes. And like, oh, victim, yes. I did all the things. And I knew. Like, I knew that what I was doing in that faith was a sin and that it could eventually lead to a punishment. And that was a choice that I made. 
So at the time, I didn't like the punishment, but looking back, I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I could have not done it if I wanted to. And that's kind of what the religion is. It's like, hey, you know, these are the rules. As long as you obey the rules, stay. If you're not going to obey the rules, then leave. Yeah. And that's, you know, they 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 stand by that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get that because, you know, it's all, you know, life is about learning lessons and life is about, you know, following the rules to a point. <laughs> I mean, some rules are, some human rules are maybe a little bit ridiculous, but, but yeah, no, I get that. And I get, I get that, you know, we, we make decisions and when we make decisions knowing the consequences, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about life is we are accountable for the choices that we make and right. it's, it's not always fun it's not always easy you know I say this a lot when it just when it comes to our health you know what we put in our body when we when we talk about what we put on our body you know our skincare products that are super damaging um, you know the things that we you know clean our homes with with these toxic cleaners because I'm like what anyway but we have we're the ones who are making the choices and it's really um, it's it's perfect as it is it's awesome that it's up to me and not up to anybody else right yeah. and we can't and I, I love that else. analogy yeah. that's mm -hmm. perfect because it's the same exact thing people know that if they eat fast food every day they're going to gain weight mm -hmm. and they still do it right yeah and then they gain weight and there's a part of them that's mad they're like mm -hmm. i'm mm -hmm. gaining weight but deep down they do yeah yeah. That they were on. yeah. So it's very similar. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I have to throw this out there because I hope that if anybody's watching this, it goes it goes to the fast food and goes to the taking care of yourself. So and it's a little off topic, but it's such a it this just happened yesterday and I want anybody who hears this to really hear this when it comes to GI issues is I've been working with this person for months and months and months and he's been very on and off our program and our protocol, really significant GI issues, lots of, lots of bacteria and things that aren't supposed to be there. He's not been 100% on board, probably not even 50% on board. So he had an attack over the weekend after, you know, and he's young, this is what kids do, but you know, having fun, going out, came home with Burger King, and then an, an intense attack that put him into the emergency department he now has ulcerative colitis, is what they're saying. These are things that you, the body's, the body's been telling him this for months and months and months and months and months, and, and maybe even years, right? Which is why I came into the, into the story in the first place. But now, his journey has changed because it's moving into a much more significant situation if we just take the time to pay attention to understand how accountable we are for our actions these these are these are the actions and these then these are the consequences you know and sometimes we can just tell and tell and tell and tell until you know until it happens you're like well crap yeah crap is is right <laughs> we've got we've got more stuff to do now so anyway um you know just it's such the body is always talking to us you know, whether it's about actions that we're taking, whether it's about symptoms that we're having, um, learning to sit back and really try to uh, listen and pay attention, I think is so key to, to, to growth, to getting out of maybe a situation that you're in, 
you know, all of these things. It's, you, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta listen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, a little off topic. Um, okay, talk more about, about, you know, because you're, the, the company is Human Better 365, but then you have Her Nation and Her Mastermind, and I have all my notes here that are a little bit wonky, but you've also done, and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit too, uh, Sober... What is it? Sober Society. Sober Society, thank you. <laughs> I, I need to just make my notes bullet points. That's really what I need to do because this way it's not working for me. But um, I, want, I want you to kind of help us understand through all that you went through, how you got to the point of, of, of creating these communities, what you're doing with it now, and then what you're, I mean, whatever you want to talk about your goals with, with them, because you have, I know you've got some pretty lofty goals, which is awesome. I keep thinking, okay, I can do this, and I'm going to copy Sabrina. <laughs> like, I can do this, because I mean, she's doing it this way. Like, your whole, like, your bio and everything that you have on your website, like, oh, I totally need to do that. Anyway, it's really fun to watch people think outside the box, is so much of what you do is think outside the box, and I know I'm not great at that, so... I have to watch people who know how to think outside the box. Yeah. And I th you know what? Honestly, you probably do think outside the box. The, um, the missed, the gap is allowing yourself to take action on the thing before you talk yourself out of it. Hmm. For I sure. love that. Because I'm for sure you've thought of brilliant ideas. And you're like, ooh, yes. I'm going to do this. And then... You're like soon and then between this and the action you're like well it's not really that big of a deal and i don't really know there's all this stuff what are people going to say um so i just go drive my fiance crazy because there's always something new you know, uh -huh. always like, i'm gonna do this now um but that is the success of my business i mean it literally is the success of my business is I have these gut feelings and I just go. I just go for it and 50% of it fails and 50% of it succeeds and I am where I am because of it. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm all, I'm all for life. I'm all for life and I'm all for what it has to offer me. Sober Society was created because of an AA meeting. So uh, I got sober, I've been sober for 17, 18 years now, I don't even know. And uh, it just happened because I was, uh, one, being sexually coerced by my ex, mm -hmm. uh, basically blackout drunk and getting raped, per se, and waking up with bruises and blood and him telling me that I asked for it and I wanted it and all that stuff. So I, uh, and also just being a shitty mom, right? When you, when you drink, you wake up with a hangover. So being a shitty mom the very next day. So just one Saturday, I just decided not to take a drink. And I actually still had fun. We still went out clubbing. We still went dancing. And I still had an absolute blast. And then woke up. I still remember the day I woke up. Like I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, this feels so good. Yeah. It felt so good. Besides just my feet hurting. Right. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, I, I just stopped drinking. Literally, it was a Saturday. I stopped drinking. And I never drank again. There was obviously several dozens and dozens of times during that duration where I wanted to pick up a drink because my story is very intense, uh, but I didn't. And long story short, left that relationship and ended up with the relationship I'm in now, and he doesn't drink. 
Um, not that I was out looking for somebody who doesn't drink, he just happened to not drink. And he got sober probably 15 or 16 years ago, and he did the whole thing. He actually had a drinking, a real drinking problem. And he did the whole rehab, the, or detox rehab AA. So when we met, he thought I was also, had gone to AA meetings. He thought I was like in the club. So he's like, do you want to go to a meeting? And I was like, a meeting? Why don't we talk to He's like, yeah. So anyways, I went, and no offense, but I hated it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first time I heard that. And we actually almost broke up. Oh. Because AA is very religious. Yeah. It's very like, these are the rules. This is how it's said. It's very cult-like, but not cult. Like, not trying to, sh not trying to throw any shame or anything. But it's very, like, religion-esque. Um, they show up, they give donations, you know, there's a flow, it's the same thing, God is talked about a lot, and there's systems, there's organization, there's, you know. But I didn't appreciate it for several different reasons. And I'm a business owner, and I've grown businesses, and at that time when I had met him, I had already been running my coaching business for probably six years-ish. And so, I don't know, I went to maybe five or six more, and I was like, let's open up our own. Yeah. <laughs> so we literally did, we just sat down, and we came up with a name, and we I started writing a curriculum, and we now have a beautiful 182-page workbook with a curriculum that we run through. We have a 10-day immersion, and we have a 90-day um, virtual slash in-person coaching that we do with individuals to prevent the relapse. Yeah, yeah. So we don't teach sobriety, mm -hmm. we don't help people get sober, we help people stay sober. And uh, my fiance and I run that together, so he predominantly is out and about and doing the marketing and the ads. Okay. I come in on the sales, I do the clothes, and then I do you know about a third of the coaching during different parts of the curriculum. Amazing. And so with all that you, have done you you have these multiple certifications in coaching and mindset and emotional freedom technique and a whole list of them that you yeah. I don't know how you do all that you do I think <laughs> it's pretty amazing and so yeah. with 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 that you do other you do business coaching as well yes mm-hmm mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, under her, under her nation. So you have her nation, and then you have her mastermind, which is obviously a mastermind. Are you and you coach in the mastermind? Do you also take on private clients? I do have a couple. Uh -huh. um, I haven't as recently, mm -hmm. um, but I'm revamping my entire one-on-one -on -one, uh, presence and okay. what I want that to look like, and where I'm going, and where I'm niching. The last thing that I was teaching in was uh, time management, organization, and procrastination within the world of entrepreneurship because it's rampant. You know, there's so much to do. People don't tell you when you get into entrepreneurship that there's so much. Yeah. Like they literally just make it seem like, oh, you have a passion, go out, sell it, just go do and it. You're like, yay! And yeah. you come up with a website. This is what I did. Everyone does this. I do the same thing over and over. You do a website, and you're like, okay, and then you wait. And you're like, the sales are just going to flow in. And then they don't flow in. So then you do research. How to get sales. And then they're like, you have to have funnels. You have to have lead pages. You have to have a CRM. You, 
have to get online. You have to be on every social. You have to create reels and stories and posts and written and blogs, all this stuff. And so, you know, uh, it's a lot more difficult than people think it is when they first step into it. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely been uh, a little, been a little bit of a journey. It's freaking hard. <laughs> it is freaking hard. Yeah, I had no idea. I had, and I didn't even know when I decided, to, well, I want to go, I want to be a nutritionist. You know, I'm, I'm just going to work with clients. What does that even mean? What does that look like? And, you know, dumb me, I'm just a I'm a straight science nerd, right? And so in undergrad, in grad school, nutrition school, there are no business classes. There are no social media classes. There are no nothing other than nerd science stuff, which I'm like, that's all I care about anyway. Why would I want to do the other stuff? And I'm like, holy shit, what's wrong with me? <laughs> you know, this is where I have problems looking outside the box, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah. so it's, it's, it's fun to, I mean, that's part of growth too, right? It's been, it's, it's fun to, as you're moving through all of this hard stuff, building a business or even, you know, the other hard things that we deal with in life, um, because you start to learn and you start to watch what other people are doing and you start to, to become part of communities and then you start to build communities. And, uh, and, and the best part about having to learn something is then you can teach it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, I, I, I love that. I love all of it. And one of the things, I was, I was looking at my notes here, you have this in one of, in your, one of your bios, is you're dedicated to giving people the tools they need to rise in human better. I just love that mm-hmm. because it, you know, it goes back to something that I tend to say a lot is we, we, everybody needs a lift. Everybody needs a hand up. Um, and then everybody should, we also give hands up. And it just, that's what, you know, kind of, that's what builds us all up. And so I love that. Um, yeah, I think that there's a difference between like being a human and then like doing human. Like we're yeah. all human. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. But we don't all know how to be a human, mm-hmm. like how to do human things, like a verb, mm-hmm. like how to human. Yeah. You know, we all can show up as like a person, mm-hmm. but there's different levels of human, mm-hmm. you know, like, like literal levels of education, of things that we know how to do and how to succeed as a human. Health is a big one. Yeah. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Yeah. You know, you literally have nothing if you don't have your health. Mm-hmm. It's like the core mm-hmm. of the, the curriculum that we teach in sober society. Like health is number one. It's the it's we actually make it the smallest, but it's like the nucleus. Yeah. Like if the health mm-hmm. is dead, mm-hmm. then the relationships, the business, yep. the entrepreneur, the money, the finances, the joy, the spirituality, it's all it's all evaporated if there's no health. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, you know, relationships, how to communicate, how to deal with money, how to do finances, how to build a business, like, you know, how to be happy, how to be content, how to not sit in your story, how not to be a victim. Like, there's all this stuff where people just think you just go to high school and then you're done. You just go to college and then you're done. But there's so much other stuff yeah. on how to just be a good, healthy, mental, emotional, physical mm-hmm. human. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about this show is it's, you know, health is 
physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, financial. It is, it is every part. Uh, but, but yeah, if we don't feel well, some, whatever that is, you know, the physical affects the mental and emotional, the mental and emotional affects the physical. We don't feel well if we're, if we're in a, a negative space, whatever that looks like, we can't be our biggest and our best. And so working through and finding the people, you know, another thing I say a lot is building your team, building your team of people who are there to help you and to guide you in whatever those places are so you can be who you're put here to be. You know, I think we all have a purpose. Um, and so a couple of, there was, you have on here, oh, I love this. I love this so much that we make decisions based on avoiding pain or gaining mm -hmm. pleasure. Mm -hmm. I love that, it's like, it's so true. But more so in avoiding pain than, than gaining pleasure, right? So talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, with anything, I relate it right back to my, yeah. to my story with my ex. You know, when I left my, when I was during this, my single mom years, I ended up in a very toxic relationship that was extremely, painful extremely painful what got me to leave the relationship was not the vision of ooh, what could I have or what could it be or what could my life be what got me to leave the relationship was the consistent pain every single day for over a decade over a decade of verbal mental uh, emotional sexual financial abuse every day being told I was stupid, dumb, idiot, you'll never amount to anything, no college degree, ghetto, white trash, you know, um, mom and dad disowned you, no wonder nobody loves you, no college education, unworthy, sinner, like all the, every single day, something, not good enough, can't do anything right, uh, on top of sexual abuse and on top of financial abuse, right, you've been told everything, I was working for him he was paying me $250 a week. I was working 14 to 16 hour days, seven days a week, including taking care of the house and the business and my son and trying to be a trophy wife, right? So I had to be like super thin and super fit and like look apart um, while being told I'm a stupid idiot and, and dumbass, you know, like that's freaking heavy. Yeah. So I endured the pain for so long until finally I just couldn't take it anymore. That's what had me exit the relationship. It wasn't me visualizing things yeah. to get me to move out of it. And that's mm -hmm. the way it is with most people. Most people, our pain threshold is really big for most people, unless you're like getting hit, but even then, you know. But our pain threshold for life is really big. We will take things for a really long time. Think of anybody who's been in a crappy relationship, crappy job, crappy boss, Crappy health, right? We're walking around with hundreds of pounds of weight on us. We hate it. We hate getting up. We hate going to the bathroom. We hate tying our shoes, you know, doing our hair. We hate it. So much pain. And it's until the pain just gets to be too much. The disease gets to be too much. The boss is too much where you finally make a change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what that is. It's, you know, there's two things it's pain or pleasure and pain is what um, moves us. That's why so much mm -hmm. is built on fear. People know that religion is built on fear. The news is built on fear. Ugh. That's what creates movement. That's well, what gives energy. 
it's, it's the vibration. And that's so true. And one of the things that I think that there's a movement away from is marketing based on fear. And mm -hmm. I think that that's really an important thing because, you know, that we, even, well, and, you know, I watch the news, right, more, more often probably than I should. But so much of it, the news, the, the commercials on, you know, on the news stations, it, it is. It's, it's, you know, things are all going to hell in a handbasket, and what are you going to do, and you got to prepare, and all of these things. I'm like, holy smokes, let's, can we just not? <laughs> and so getting, getting away from that in, I think, in the role that you're in, in the role that I'm in, it's not about fear. Even, you know, when I talk, you know, the story that I told about my client, I don't want him to be fearful of the future, but I certainly want him to be aware of what could be. Right, and I think that that's I think that that's important. Um, another thing that you say though is, and so I, I, I like this because I, w I just want you to talk about this a little bit as well. Is it's not based on actual pain and pleasure, which sometimes obviously it is, but it says based on your perception, right? Yeah. Because I love that because it's what the perception of the pain and pleasure will be. So talk to that. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yes. definitely. And that's yeah. what keeps us yeah. a lot of times yeah. um, sitting still and not moving forward is that perception, is that fear. Uh, definitely, you know, uh, I just I think of myself even with the last event I just did. I just did my very first in-person event, the Leaders Networking yeah. event. I just had it in August. And <clears throat> it was, again, one of those things I thought of it literally text messaged the guy who owns this uh, this restaurant near me. I said, hey, I need to sit down. We sat down like three days later, and I said, let's do a date. I had it set for 22 days after the first date we met. Within 20 days, I like created this whole thing. I had never done this before. I had no idea what I was doing. And dude, the amount of fear that I had that had me wanting to cancel this thing I can't even explain it to you. Like up until consistent fear the whole time, I wanted to cancel it the whole time. And then literally the day of, like five or six hours beforehand, I was like, I could say that I had COVID. I could say, Aww. you know, that I stopped. I could blame it on my son, like a car crash, like all these things because of my fear of the perception. Mm -hmm. Nothing mm -hmm. had even happened yet. Mm -hmm. With the perception of no one showing up. Yeah. I had all these promises. I told the store, the restaurant owner, all these people were going to come. I had three speakers lined up, including me and my fiance, but three other speakers that were not connected to like my family um, that were expecting all these people to show up. And I'm like, what if we get there and the three speakers are there and we have two people there? Like, how embarrassing. You know, it wasn't my speech I was worried about. It wasn't my fiance's speech that I was worried about. Like, I was fine with that. I have yeah. no problem. I was so worried that the people that were counting on me, I wasn't going to, I was not, the event wasn't going to show up the way that I promised them it was going to show up. And I was, dude, so scared, but I had to push through, right? I had to continue to talk to myself. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. I'm going to do this. This is my first step. This is how I learn. If I don't do this, how am I going to do anything bigger? Yeah. You know? But this is after like years of training. This is years of coaching. This is years of me telling the same thing to other people that I'm implementing. When you're talking to somebody who hasn't taken coaching, who hasn't done any self-development, 
This is what stops people in their tracks. Yeah. 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 And your event turned out beautifully. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. I was hoping on like worst case scenario, like worst case scenario would have been zero, obviously, but like I was just as long as twenty five people show, like that would be a good amount of people. Yeah. Uh, my goal was fifty. Mm -hmm. That was my goal. Um, but we had thirty eight show. Good. And yeah, mm -hmm. dude, I was so happy. I was so <laughs> it felt really good. It felt really good. I know. I knew about it. I mean, and I love Florida. And it's like, oh, one of these days, I'm gonna go. Yeah. That would be really doing things like that in person. When you know, I I do love where we are. You know, so many things are virtual. It's easy. You know, it's efficient. Um, but it is. Uh, it can be very impersonal. And when you get to meet people who you know, but you only know them through a computer screen. It's a it's 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 a it's a really fun twist when you're like I can actually touch you and hug you now. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Very cool. Um, and just sort of to, to to hit on that a little bit more, it you know because what it, what came to me was you know first you were talking about being in the pain, and then but being in the pain and your perception though of what would it be like to not be there anymore? But the fear, what's, what also is gonna happen? Where are you gonna go? What are you gonna do? So there's so yeah. many questions. So there's, you know, it's, it's kind of both ways. You know, it can stop you from doing big things, but it can also stop you from getting out of the pain, right? Yeah. The perception. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So interesting. Um, another piece that you bring to this is the, the love languages, which I think is so smart because I don't know this well, and I hear it all the time, like, okay, I need to get better at the love languages, and I need to understand my own, I need to understand my husband's, right? It only makes sense in the people who I surround myself by. Um, but whether it's business, you know, personal relationships, friendships, I think, you know, understanding the love languages can really be beneficial in, well, it's motivating people, in, in communicating with people, it's all of the things, right? So you, you incorporate this, is it basically into all aspects of your business and your yeah. life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. You can tell. Some hold on, hold on, Sabrina. One second. I just lost your. We just lost your audio. Oh, and your video. So give me one second. It should come right back. Okay. Try. Let's try again. <laughs> Um, It'll yeah, do that every now By the way that they they um, the way that they give love or show love. So the the five is um, acts of service. Oh my gosh, I'm no. gonna put them in spot. Yeah, no, it's physical okay. So, yeah. Uh, um, wait, yeah. let me see if I can get them. Okay. I'm totally going brain dead because you have me on the spot. <laughs> physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation. Um, did I just say gifts? Gifts. Gifts? Yep. Um, hang on. Um, access service, physical touch, gifts. Oh, you're going to have to help me. Quality time. Quality time. <laughs> is that all of them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you can usually, it's usually what somebody's complaining about. So, like, for instance, if your husband is, uh, 
always asking you to sit down and watch TV with them, or hey, come with me to Target, mm. or uh, that would be um, quality time. Yep. Or if he's constantly complaining, you don't kiss me enough, or you don't touch me enough, or hold my hand, that would be physical touch. Mm -hmm. Or if it's um, words of affirmation, I need you to tell me good job. You know, I need yeah. you to say uh, thank you, mm -hmm. right? So usually whatever the person is irritated with, because yeah. most people don't align mm -hmm. on their, um, mm -hmm. on their <laughs> for some reason, um, we end up with the opposite, but it's usually whatever the person's complaining that they're not getting is what theirs is. And also whatever they give to you. So they're constantly giving you compliments. You look beautiful. Thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. Right, again, they give their languages words of affirmation. Gift giving that they're constantly giving you stuff, handing you stuff, roses, flowers, <clears throat> gifts, more than likely their love language is also gift giving. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I do this with my close friends. I do this with my fiance, with my son. We all know each other's love languages. The funniest thing, my fiance and I both have physical touch. So everybody usually is two. Um, my physical touch is number two on mine. His physical touch is number one. So we pretty much have that covered. But my number one is extra service. So do something for me. Mm -hmm. His number two is quality time. So in my head, I'm like, well, mine is acts of service and yours is quality time. So let's spend some quality time cleaning. <laughs> That's amazing. He's not down with that. He's like, not okay with that at all. Uh, so, you know, that's a little bit of a, you know, like I want to be working. I want to be doing something. And I'm very, very productive. Not that he's not. Mm -hmm. But I'm just constantly in a go mode. Yeah. I just like a husky. Like I'm just constantly <laughs> building, constantly doing, yeah. constantly thinking, constantly innovating. And he is like, let's sit, let's go to a movie, let's go, let's watch some TV, uh -huh. let's go to the beach and uh -huh. hang out. It's quality time. So that's a little bit of a, of a headbutt there. So we have to be very cognizant mm -hmm. of each other's love language. So I have to like clear whole schedules, like my entire Saturday morning or entire Saturday night or Sunday all day or whatever, and just, just quality time. And he just, he takes the lead and we spend time together mm -hmm. and we have to like be calm and not worry about work. Yeah. And then other times when I'm working until two in the morning, he has to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. When I'm just on a roll and I'm just like not going to bed and I'm just working, mm -hmm. he's okay with that. So it's a give and take. But yeah, to know somebody's love language is very powerful. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. And I do, I want to dig into that a little bit more because to me, the way that you explained it just now was so helpful um, because I've, I've never heard it put that way before, that it's, it's, it's what they do for you is typically their language or what is complained about. It makes so much sense, um, but I've never heard it put that way as often as I've heard about love languages. So thank you for that. <laughs> Super yes. helpful. So good. So talk about, is there anything uh, that we missed, that I missed with any of the business in, in businesses or anything that it is that you want to talk about? Because next I want to make sure that we hit on you know, what's coming? What are your aspirations? What are, what's, what do you want to do next? Any of that that you want to share? Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, the, the three pillars of Her Nation and what I'm building out with this beautiful, amazing community is the three things that I was missing the most in my life, which is community, education, and networking. Mm -hmm. um, speaking to female entrepreneurs, which I know you are, I believe that networking is like 
the number one catalyst for building a successful business is getting out there, introducing yourself and letting people know who you are and what you do. Uh, one of the things that I'm constantly telling my community and constantly reminding us of is if uh, we have to be our own cheerleader until other people start cheering for mm -hmm. us. It gives you to do it, but it becomes easier yeah. when you have other people out there who are also saying, hey, yes, Nikki does this, yay, Nikki does this, yay. And then it becomes a megaphone. And I think that's a lot of times what's missing when it comes to women in business being successful is this humble thing mm -hmm. where we have to be humble and we have to be quiet and we don't want to be braggadocious and we don't want to sell. We don't want to be too loud because we don't want to offend people. And we're actually hurting our business. We're hurting our success. We're hurting our bank account. We're hurting our family where we could be living, the, the, where the lifestyle that we could be having because we're playing too small. Yeah. So, you know, it, my last, I guess, thing that I would appreciate saying is just that, you know, if you are a female or a male who owns a business, the importance of getting on a phone, getting on a Zoom call, talking to the person at line at Starbucks, anywhere, to allow people to say, hey, what do you do? Oh, really? This is what I do. You can really have these conversations all day long. Right? I see people all the time with their business on the back of their businesses on the back of their I'll just ask them. It doesn't even matter if their business or not. You know, they'll be wearing a car shirt or a, or a smoothie place or a construction. And I'll just ask, hey, is this your company? Mm -hmm. That's how I do that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yes. Or, oh, no, it's not. It's my friend. Or I just got the shirt. And then that strikes up a conversation. Well, what do you do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or if it is there, oh, tell me what you do. Mm -hmm. What exactly? Oh, no kidding, blah, 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 I know somebody, let me link you, here's their phone number, right? And then they automatically will ask, well, what, if there's time in the line, what do you do? But that allows the conversation to, well, what's your social media, let's link up, let me get your mm -hmm. phone number. And that's what creates a network to allow people to know what we do. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. Um, and what is, what's so fun is the it's the networking piece of it which can seem overwhelming and seem like a lot for me right i'm i'm not an introvert but i'm not an extrovert so sometimes you know i definitely recharge by being alone um but i love meeting new people and so through it was through networking that i met you um and i without a without a doubt joined her community i joined her mastermind um and have met these seriously amazing, motivated, um, giving women in this community. And you are, you're, you're building, you have all these really cool things going on throughout the week, which I want you to know that I think is so smart because I know that there are times when some people believe there can be too much, but there's going to be something in there for everyone. Um, and as long as it's not too much for you to do, right? <laughs> then having things throughout the week that keep people engaged in your company, I just think is the smartest thing that you can do. Um, and so I, I just wanted, I wanted to make sure that you knew that because I, I just think it's, it, I think it's great and I do and I appreciate it and I always join whenever I can. Um, but if you are an entrepreneur, you know, finding, finding groups, and this time is growing. You have, how many people are in your community, all of your communities at this point? Like how many followers do I have total? 
whether it's followers or we, we can say Facebook. I know the mastermind is, is smaller because it's a mastermind intentionally. But you have, you, there was a number. So, yeah, how many? I mean, my followers total, that would include mastermind, I think is at 41,000. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, like, yeah. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> with the growth. You know, my vision is way bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm looking to hit the 100,000. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that would be, that's my next goal is I hit, you know, I remember getting over the 10 and definitely, you know, looking to hit over, you know, 100,000 if I can get onto, um, you know, YouTube in the future at some point and see you know, six figures, 100K, you know, in any one of those, that would be great. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I think it's, it's so much fun. Um, so, what's next? Well, you just said part of what's next. Are, are there other ideas that you're, ideas yeah. or places that you're going that you're willing to share? I don't want you to give away all of your secrets. Girl, but. I talk about <laughs> it all the time. I love my vision. We just did mm -hmm. in uh, my leaders networking, so I do a leaders networking event every Tuesday at 3 p.m. And we just did an exercise with this called Big Vision. There's so many okay. times when we have this thought of like, ooh, this is what I want, but we don't, we never talk about it, Yeah. right? Because we are where we are in the business. Like right now I have 40,000 followers. So to me, for me to say, soon I'm gonna have a million followers, that sounds super raggedocious. Yeah. And it sounds way too, way like Sabrina, slow the F down. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, in our, a networking event I had us get into groups and I'm like you have to talk your big vision this is a safe space for you to talk as big as you want whatever it is that you are dreaming up that you literally never talk about because it's just so big and overwhelming you don't even know if you're even capable of doing it um, but the reason I think that's important is what I do you know I always talk about it but yeah well, I I scream from the rooftops I'm looking to build the largest all-female community on the planet specializing in health relationships prosperity and joy those four i'm looking to bring in hundreds of thousands of female coaches like yourself who speak in all four of those categories in order to help each other right because just because you're an expert in um, health doesn't mean that you're also an expert in relationships in communication in finances right so you come in as an expert in the area of which you are championing and you teach all of us your thing because we need help. Mm -hmm. And you can sit back as a student and you can allow another woman to show up to talk about whatever, um, sales, so that you can then learn how to run your business in the world of sales. So women supporting women in all four areas of their life, the important areas of their life, and to eventually be doing retreats, mm -hmm. then events, and then enormous conferences where there's tens of thousands of yeah. people, yeah. 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 people, not only women at this point, once we get big, like we're going under her human better, we're going co-ed. The idea is for her nation to be so big, right? I'm trying to grow her nation to be so big this way. When I say, hey ladies, we have an event going on that's co-ed a huge portion of them will say yes they'll sign on they'll buy they'll show up for a co-ed event mm -hmm. and that event will be flooded with females versus males because so many times i don't know about your experience but in my experience personal development arenas 
business arenas, sales arenas, where I go as a business owner or to work on myself, it is a sea of men mm-hmm. with, you know, a third, a fourth women, depending on the topic. And I'm looking to change that. Yeah. I'm looking to 100% change that. And I'm using her nation as like the catalyst or the foundation mm-hmm. of what the Human Better 365 events and conferences will be like where it will be a sea of women with men sprinkled in for no other reason than why not. That's it. <laughs> I love that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. But that's what I'm trying to do. And then within those that with those this um, community of women be able to find speakers to speak on those stages yeah. where there's 10,000 people in the audience and I can say, hey girl, you freaking got your shit together. Good on you. And I need you on this stage. Yeah. And then 20,000 and 30,000 and to have dozens of women speakers getting the opportunity to speak on a stage, tell their story, give their ideas, thoughts, um, educational um, fortitude to all of these individuals when in the past they wouldn't have been able to do that because they're waiting on somebody to call them. So instead, creating the... Um, platform for them to be able to do that. That is what this platform, that is what this is, is getting women on stages, podcasts, panels, events, conferences. That is why this is being percolated, is to get us on stages. Yeah. Not the opposite. Not like, I have a topic and I'm looking for a speaker. This is to create speakers. I love it. And get us telling our stories. In any level right not all of us want to be on a stage in front of 50,000 people True. right that's yeah. not a dream of some of us but some of us would enjoy being on a stage in front of 100 people or 50 mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and being able to create the atmospheres for that the workshops for that the school the university for that mm-hmm. where you can come in and you can teach a classroom you can teach a workshop in your arena and be in front of 50 people or 25 people right yeah and then as you learn that you know then 50 and then a hundred because then you start to move mm-hmm. forward in your business and to become a, uh, a pillar, yeah. a pillar in your community, yeah. a pillar in society. Mm-hmm. Leave a real legacy for yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I am so grateful to have, to be a part of your community that you're building and to, to watch you grow and then watch everybody who, you know, grow together. Uh, so I was gonna say this a few minutes ago and then I sort of went off, but if you are a, woman entrepreneur um you know this is an amazing place to be it's a great community um i i again just super grateful to be a part of it and met so many amazing women so check her out check out uh her nation and then which is going to be your facebook page and then her mastermind uh of course is a paid mastermind uh but it is i mean so so worthwhile so being a part of that, check out uh, her podcast. That's what it's called, right? Her podcast. I mean, her, <laughs> her, talk, her talk show. Her talk show. Sorry. <laughs> um, her, her. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's yeah. it's perfect. Um, and so check it out. Uh, become part of the community because it's it's a. I don't mean to be a commercial, but I can't help it because it, it's a testimonial, right? It's <laughs> which I told you I would do anyway, and I will. But 
um, yeah, it's such a good place. Um, I want you to let everybody let everybody know how to find you. Uh, what are the best places to go, and you know whether they want to just sort of dip their toe in or just jump on in and get involved. Yeah, so Sabrina Victoria across all platforms. Sometimes there's a Sabrina Victoria TV at the end because Sabrina Victoria was taken. Uh, but the easiest way is just my website, sabrinavictoria.com. And that has all of my stuff, my LinkedIn, my Facebook, my Insta, my Twitter, or X as it's called now, uh, along with my bio, all the communities where you can enter and find out more about all the stuff that I'm doing, you know, within community-based atmospheres. So lots yeah. of good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, you, I, I, again, learning from what you're doing, you literally have everything in one place where anybody can go, oh, I want to check this one out, and then I'm going to check this one out. So easy and so smart. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for hanging out with me. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I yeah. so appreciate it. This yeah. is uh, definitely an honor. Cool. Very good. So, um, of course, you can find us streaming live here on KUHS Denver every Thursday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, you can find me, Taste Life Nutrition, everywhere. Um, all the socials, my website, tastelifenutrition.com. You can go to the website, you can fill out a free assessment. So I'll reach out to you personally and we'll chat about it. It's just a way for me to get a feel for what's going on with you and if I can help. And if I can't, then we'll see if somebody I know can. Because I know a lot of really cool people who do really cool things. So, <laughs> um, beyond that, uh, of course, then there is talk about talking about it all the time soulful conception uh, which is my new program that we have uh, we have launched and have built out and it's uh, it's a really if, if I should say so myself beautiful program because it's all about taking the time before getting pregnant um, to to prepare for getting pregnant to make sure that your body's ready to make sure your body's healthy you and your spouse uh, to make sure that um, you know that your mindset is in the right place if you've had any trauma in your history that you have dealt with it all of these things impact our epigenome which is what impacts generations so the healthier you are the, 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 the less the negative thoughts you have the less fear you have because there can be a lot of fear right going into pregnancy um, a lot of fear for the outcomes a lot of fear with delivery all of these things learn how to address them and then of course um, getting rid of you know symptoms to the best that you can building your body up detoxifying to allow for healthy conception healthy pregnancy healthy delivery healthy baby and then the data shows you are impacting seven generations ahead it's fascinating it's beautiful it goes back to that accountability right um, we have so much control over our own health as well as the future of health and I think it's it's an amazing thing so uh, you know I think a lot of times we have this this thought that I'm just one person I don't I can't make an impact um, you look at somebody like Sabrina and you see that that's absolutely not true uh, and you look at, at uh, you you creating a life and that's absolutely not true so we can all make a really big big difference so um, I will stop there. Thank you again, Sabrina. Appreciate you so much. And uh, we'll see you all next week at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. See you later.